If you're looking for a job right now and you want to save the planet while you work, you should definitely check out Ball, the aerospace technology company. They are the world's largest aluminum can and packaging manufacturer, and they've been leading global sustainability efforts for decades. You probably have heard of them. They sponsor the arena where the Avs and the Nuggets play, and they have cans everywhere. You can find them in the supermarket. Um, you can find them at those arenas. And right now they are adding to their production team. They are hiring production technicians to make even more aluminum beverage cans. If you're interested, it is located right here in Golden. You can check out hashtag work at ball online and to apply for a position, you can text golden to 77222 or go to jobs.balls.com and search for the word golden. We have multiple people and the DMVR fam who have friends and family who work at Ball and they really enjoyed their experience. It is a good place to work from what we've been told. So I highly recommend checking it out. Again, you can text golden to 77222 or you can go to jobs.ball.com and search for golden. Nobody out. Three and two on Charlotte. Jokic gets it across the timeline. Gets a high pick and pop with Murray. Lindsay breaking through. Taken away by Nathan McKinnon. Two on two with Landeskog. Welcome into the Denver Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Ali Monroy. With me today, I have Ryan Konigsberg, Brendan Vogt, and Nathan Rudolph. And we are going to start off with my favorite subject, which this podcast is presented by Breckenridge Brewery. So I'm just going to ask you guys right off the bat, which is your go-to Breck Brew or Good Company Seltzer on NFL Sunday? Ryan, you go first. I mean, for me, it's always a strawberry sky. Maybe an RK special if you're feeling a little saucy. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it doesn't – like, a lot of times I say, like, strawberry sky season is when it's warm out, but it's actually just always. Oh, okay. Vote, what is your go-to? I'm a sucker for the for the juice drop. I can't stop. That IPA is is off the chain. Once you drop, you can't stop. That's, what That's right. Goes. That's right. I'm, I'm just walking around the kitchen saying that to myself all day long. <laughs> But, though, I said specifically for NFL Sunday. So you're just, even if it's like 11 a.m. tailgate, like you're yeah. drinking juice drop? Wow. That I did that. juice in it. I did that at our tailgate. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. That's dead, that's a little heavy for me that early in the morning, personally. But well, you're Rudo, not a degenerate, Allie. Clearly not. And maybe in other ways. We talk about tequila and then, then we go down that path. Um, Rudo, what is yours? So if I'm at the bar, it's an avalanche amber. I'm a simple man that likes simple pleasures. But at home, I'll I'll sneak in an agave wheat every once in a while. Mm. Okay. So. My go-to is the Good Company apple pear. But if I'm at the tailgate on Sundays at the Broncos Stadium, then I've been going for the Good Company lemonade, strawberry lemonade, because it tastes like a go-gurt. And a lot of people have confirmed. I have people come up to me and say, oh, my God, this does taste like a go-gurt. And that's perfect for the morning when I hadn't had breakfast. So it tasted like yogurt. It's, Some people think that's disgusting. But for me, it was great. <laughs> it's incredible that they've managed to make alcoholic drinks that taste like candy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's insane. The apple pear also tastes like Jolly Rancher. So yep. clearly, I just like the sweets. <laughs> but if I'm going for a beer, I agree. Strawberry Sky all the way. But Okay, well, speaking of NFL Sunday, the Broncos have been feeling good. Is there 3-0 on the year? Ryan, we haven't had you on TDSP in a while. So what has your favorite part of the season been so far? I lost you there for a second. Can you repeat the question? I said, what has been your favorite part of the season so far? 
Oh man, for me, it's all about just like the vibes in Denver. Um, I think that there's a certain like aura that comes over the city when the Broncos are winning. Um, and this sounds like so very like big Broncos guy energy, but it's actually true. Um, like when things are going well and like when there's a week like this where there's a big game and there's like a lot of excitement around the Broncos, it just, it just hits a little different. Like, uh, everyone, everyone wants to watch the game. Everyone's making plans. What are we doing, you know, for the game? And so that to me is the best part. Like, they literally might end up have having had the easiest schedule to start a season in like NFL history. Um, <laughs> but it, it doesn't matter. Like confidence goes a long way. Um, just the feeling around the team goes a long way. I think these guys believe in themselves. I think they believe in each other. Uh, and that goes a long way. So that's to me the, the best part. It's just, there's like finally just some, some hope and excitement around the team. I mean, and that means so much to this team, especially with where they've been and the fan base the last few years. They have not won in September. They have not started the season off hot in a long time. And so that immediately sets your expectations for fans and for the players. They're not as bought in. And with this 3-0 and start, regardless of who they've been playing, they feel bought in on the play. They feel like they're connecting. And it's really awesome to see. Yeah. How important is it that certainly at least two of the three wins have been pretty darn convincing and it yes they're playing weak teams but it's not like they're edging them out they're taking care of business yeah i think it's huge i mean the they've covered the spread in each and every game um the giants if you remember you know it would have looked like more of a remembers blow. oh yeah it would have looked like more of a blowout if there wasn't like a QB draw touchdown on the last play of the game. Sure. Um, the Jags game would have looked like more of a blowout too if they wouldn't have given up a kick return touchdown. Now that one's at least a little more legit. Like that's a problem. Uh, but you know the defense in three weeks, in my opinion, has given up two legitimate touchdowns. Um, so they've been dominant and they've given up uh, two red zone trips in three games. Both of those trips came uh in the Giants game so they've gone two straight weeks without allowing their opponent into the red zone on a drive um and it just yeah it's like this constant back and forth between well the team sucked but they beat them Mm. by more than they were expected to so that's what's kind of cool about this week is it's a real litmus test I don't think they necessarily need to win the game to prove to everyone that they're legit but if they can just go out there and and give the Ravens a game um, I think people will start to say, okay, it wasn't just a fluke based on, you know, playing potentially the three worst teams in the NFL to start the season. Um, this team, you know, uh, can compete with anyone. It's also a little different, right? In that it's not, you're not sitting there hoping they can win some games 12 to nine or whatever. It's mm-hmm. fun to watch the Broncos right now. And like, it's easier said, that's easier said when they're doing it against some pretty porous defenses, but all the same, it's it's not like watching, you know, maybe what we've come to expect from the Broncos these days, which is a competent defense and a, a snail's paced offense. Totally. Um, they haven't been as good on offense as I, as I would have hoped. Right. Um, considering the opponents, um, there's like a few little things that I'm worried about in terms of red zone uh, percentage and ter- like I think they're turning their red zone trips into touchdowns at a 40 percent clip right now. That's not quite good enough, but they've got two fumbles. Um, that hurt them there. So uh, you hope that, you know, they clean that sort of stuff up and get going. And then third downs, uh, they've been not very good as well. So if they can get those things cleaned up, and that's, you know, I've been kind of referring to those first three games as second preseason. Like, you're not going to be at your best in the first three games of the season. The Broncos were lucky to play some teams that they were able to make some mistakes against and still absolutely cruise by. And now, you know, again, it it cranks up here. You get a three-game stretch. That's very different in uh, the Ravens, Steelers, and uh, Raiders. And so now, you know, it's time to build on those games and and start converting more third downs and start converting more of those red zone trips into touchdowns. Um, and again, you know, I think they've had a great opportunity to kind of iron out some of the kinks in these first three weeks. And in that offense, Jerry Judy obviously got hurt, so he hasn't been playing. And, and now K.J. Hamler is out for the rest of the season due to a – torn ACL how big of a hit do you think the Broncos are taking with that 
the Hamler injury is interesting just because they don't have another guy like him. And that's what yeah. uh, Tim Patrick said. He's like, yeah, he's the different one. You know, he's the guy with the world-class speed. Now they did bring in David Moore. Um, it's obviously not going to be seamless for him. That's another guy who go can stretch the seam and take the top off the defense. Um, he has a actually really impressive highlights. Now he's playing with Russell Wilson who can make just about anyone look good. But um, when you watch his highlights, you'll you'll ask yourself, like, why wasn't this guy on a team before? Um, he's not just your classic, like, oh, anyone could find this guy anywhere. He actually is a, is a decent playmaker. So that should help with that. But KJ is a guy who, sadly, since he came on the team, I've been saying this, like, you can't exactly plan on him being there. Um, he's been nicked up and hurt and in and out for most of, you know, his couple of years here as a Bronco. So, uh, you, you have to have backup plans. They're going to be maybe a little bit less explosive, I think, without KJ out there. But they have so much size that they can create some really, really difficult matchups for their opponents. Cortland Sutton's 6'4". Tim Patrick's, I think, 6'3", 6'4". Uh, Noah Fant's 6'5". Albert Okwebunam's 6'5". You can line those four guys up, and there's just absolutely no way any defense in the league it's going to have the size to match up with those guys. So then you t- you trust your veteran quarterback to look out there and say, all right, where's my matchup here? Um, and you trust any of those guys to go make a play in that matchup. Who has been your star on offense? Um, besides Teddy Bridgewater, I think people were surprised on that one. Um, but for me, it, you mentioned it. Tim Patrick has really been incredible, scoring multiple touchdowns for the Broncos and just standing out and getting praise from his teammates. We've seen a lot of quotes come out of that locker room about how just how great Tim Patrick really is. Yeah, uh, you know, he has this thing that's just going to follow him forever, which is he's undrafted and he bounced around to start his career. And so he's just going to forever be underrated. Uh, the exact same thing happened to Chris Harris Jr. Even as good as Chris was was revered in Denver, outside of Denver, he was always just considered like, oh, yeah, that guy's a good corner. Um the same thing is happening with Tim Patrick. Tim Patrick is like a bona fide NFL receiver. Like, you know, he has pro bowl type potential uh, in the off season when there was rumors of like Aaron Rodgers coming around. I'm like Aaron Rodgers and Tim Patrick would be a lethal combination. Um, you know, you, if you, in fact, if you sent him out there right now, um, you know, he would be their number two guy. And I think he would put up over a thousand yards. So he is awesome. I think you're right there. The kind of the exciting thing about this offense is it hasn't been reliant on one guy. One game, Tim uh, Tim Patrick has a big game. One game, Cortland Sutton has a big game. You know, Jerry Judy was off to a great start in week one. So this group is capable in so many different ways. And Teddy is very, very uh, willing to spread the ball around. Um, you know, he's hitting eight, nine guys each and every week. So you know, even down to like Eric Saubert, who's the third tight end on this team. That's a guy who's made some plays for you on offense. And then, of course, in the backfield, you have Melvin and Javante. I'd really like to see one of those guys take over the role. Um, Javante was better in the first two games. Melvin was a lot better than him in the last game. So they're kind of going back and forth. I always prefer a team that just has a guy that like, you know, he's going to be in there in big situations. Um, right now, I think the the Broncos are leaning towards Melvin as that guy, but I, I would prefer it end up becoming Javante eventually. We mentioned injuries earlier. Um, earlier this week, Dalton Reisner and Graham Glasgow were both um, out, and Vic Fangio said that they were being evaluated to see how much time they might miss. They both left that Jets game early. Um, do we have an injury update on them, Ryan? They didn't practice today. They didn't practice yesterday. They haven't practiced all week. Um, and, yeah. Sometimes you can just try to read the tea leaves here based on the way that Vic Fangio is talking. I would guess that both of them aren't going to be available on Sunday, and that's going to be a huge hit. Uh, already, I think the interior of the offensive line has been a weakness so yeah. far for the Broncos, and that's with their starters. Now, everybody loves Natani Muti. Um, he'll have to step in there, and he is, you know, in terms of um, flash plays that you see from an offensive lineman, like you'll see him flash. For him, it's just about becoming more consistent, you know, and and a couple negative plays in a game like this could end up being the difference. So you're hoping that he can go out there and put a consistent performance out. The one that really scares you is Quinn Miners. Um, he is a rookie. 
but he's not just like your ordinary rookie. He is a rookie who came from Division Three Wisconsin Whitewater, um, where he absolutely dominated his competition at every opportunity. And then Division Three didn't play last season. So he didn't play any games last year. He hasn't played any football uh, up until last week and, you know, obviously training camp and preseason. But he is so, so, so green for him to have to go in and start an NFL game against, you know, the likes of Calais Campbell um, in in his rookie season is just not ideal. Now, he dominated at the Senior Bowl. He looked okay in the preseason. But this is a huge, huge ask. I know if you talked to Mike Munchak, he would have told you before the season, hey, you know, best case scenario, he doesn't ever have to set foot on the field. Well, here we are in week three. He already has to get out, uh, go out on the field in week four. He has to potentially, and I would at this point say likely, make his first career start. It's not ideal, but hey, you know, so this is how legends are made, I guess. <laughs> and like Urban Meyer told Vic Fangio, uh, obviously college is a lot different than the NFL. Uh, popular quote that went around was him saying that playing in the NFL is like playing Alabama every week. Yeah. And it's certainly not like playing um, like UW Milwaukee or whoever <laughs> Quinn Miners was playing. Oh God. So the right, game but, is at oh. mile high, right? Yes. So first of all, buy your party bus tickets. But second of all, is it wrong of me to expect a 70 yard field goal? In this football game. <laughs> so it's funny that you bring that up because, of course, uh, Justin Tucker sets the record last week with the 66-yard walk-off field goal. Now, I was talking about this this week on Broncos. I said in golf, we generally say 10%. That the ball flies 10% further uh, you know, at altitude than it does at sea level. So he, if he can make that at sea level, well, you give him another 6.6 .6 yards, and he can clear 70. And, in fact... Uh, it, just today, Justin Tucker was telling media in Baltimore that he hopes he gets a chance to, to go for 70 because he thinks he can do it. Oh, let's wow. go. I want to see it. Can we bet on that? I'm sure <laughs> there might be a prop come Sunday, longest field goal. Actually, they might have that day in day out. They have so many new props at DraftKings Sportsbook. It's insane. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, I would keep an eye out for that. Brandon McManus also has a huge leg. Yeah. I don't think I don't th I don't think either of them are making 70. In fact, <laughs> I think 70 though eventually will be hit and we were talking about this also today on the Broncos podcast like that might be like the peak. Like there's certain things that we just keep getting better and better and better at as humans. I just don't see a way that anyone could make a field goal longer than that ever. Like you eventually like uh physics and the ball and you know um like whatever uh the word i'm looking for won't, won't, won't allow it to travel yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> does justin tucker count as a badass though like are there can a kicker be a badass how many have there been is he one of them uh i would say it's possible i would say it's possible for a kicker to be a badass um he's absolutely one of them i i, I would venture to say he's probably the best kicker in nfl history um but like Matt Prater, who was a Bronco once True. upon a time, also a badass, uh, you know, type of guy to get into a bar fight. So um, I feel like that earns you badass status. Yeah, it does. That counts. Uh, a so regular shotgun willies. Um, is Brandon McManus not a badass? <sighs> this is always tough. Uh, you know, <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think he is. But he's one of the cooler kickers in the league. Like, uh, a lot of times the kickers, like no one in the locker room talks to him. Mm. Um, everyone in the locker room loves Brandon McManus, notably Vaughn Miller and Brandon McManus, like close buddies. So that's good for his brand. I just wouldn't put him in the badass category. He does have two sons now. They're freaking adorable. So maybe not badass, but could be going for best bat, best dad on the team. Mm. That's, a, that's a big claim. It's a big claim. Well, I mean, I don't know much about him being a parent so that is that is a large claim that i'm i wouldn't back <laughs> up i'm just guessing um but okay before we talk about some betting and drafting sportsbook and what you guys should do this weekend uh vote do you think the broncos win this weekend against the ravens i do i oh. do and that's not based on uh any football knowledge or any really good smart analysis but i'm gonna roll with what rk is saying 
I believe in the momentum of confidence. Um, mm. And I just think that there are still people in that locker room that remember what it's be like, what it's like to be a force and to see the team on any sort of role again. I, I think it's, I think it's something that they can rally around. And I also, man, this is my first time in Denver where I felt the Broncos presence. I have, have of course heard about it since I got here. Uh, this is the first time I've really seen it come to life. It's awesome. It is electric. That's a good word for it. Uh, so I'm just going to ride that wave, baby. I think it's possible. And I really hope that, like, speaking of just Nuggets and Avs, we felt the Nuggets presence. We felt the Avs presence in a different way. Obviously, Broncos in this town are just, like, such a big deal. But I hope that Nuggets and Broncos and Avs fans all embrace on just Denver sports being badass and embracing that electricity and that, like, vibe all together and not have this, like, hatred between sports, which you still see online, and, the, and that's Twitter for you. But hopefully we can do a good job at DMVR of bringing these communities together and just it being so cool for all Denver sports to be doing well. And, I mean, we can talk about the Rockies later. But <laughs> well, I also think we're living in a different world now. Like, the last time the Broncos were good, there, like, there wasn't a, a DNVR for people to turn to that allowed them to still get the coverage of their team and feel like their team matters a lot you know back in 2015 yeah bsn was in its infancy back then but like this was a town where if the broncos were good everyone else just disappeared off the face of the earth you never heard anything about them and i think that did create that disdain i would venture to say that that won't happen this time around because all the places that you know want to only talk about the broncos have just doubled down on that uh where we've been doing it a certain way for a while here i think there's like a there's a there's this there's not this impending doom of oh god if the broncos are good no one's gonna care about us right yeah right all right rudo are you taking the broncos to win yeah it took a record-setting field goal for baltimore to beat the detroit lions and i don't know much about football but one thing I do know is that the Detroit Lions are often very bad. <laughs> so I that think the Broncos really got this. I like it. That's my kind of analysis. Um, I will say this. The Baltimore Ravens, uh, Lamar Jackson hasn't practiced each of the last two days. Now he's going to oh, play. Okay. He's going to play. There's no way that he doesn't play. But he's got a sore back. Uh, he's got a sore hip because he did a front flip into the end zone. No yeah, regrets. I want that to be known. He's literally hurt because he did a front flip. No and regrets. Andy Sanders was doing this too, and everyone was like, why do you keep doing that? You're going to hurt yourself. That's a calculated. That dude knew how to get two days off practice. Is what yeah, that I love was. that. Great take. Great take. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think he's fine. He will he will play. But the, the, the added dimension – um, that I think should be considered here is I don't know if the Ravens are going to want to run him as much. It's way mm. too early in the season, especially for a team that is very likely going to make the playoffs to say, hey, we got to beat Denver this week. You know, who cares if Lamar's going to be a extra sore next week? I think they're going to be careful with him. And I looked this up this week. Um, in games in which Lamar Jackson throws the ball 30 or more times, the Baltimore Ravens are 5-6. and six. So if they are willing to say, hey, we're not going to, you know, use Lamar as much as on the ground and have him throw a bit more, 30 isn't a lot. 30, you know, most teams lose when they throw the ball 40 times, 45, 50 times, yeah. just because it means you were trailing the whole time. 30 is like a standard passing offense will throw the ball 30 times. So if you can force them into being a standard passing offense, I think that the Broncos have a great chance this week. I'm taking the home crowd. I'm taking the vibes. I'm taking the momentum. I think the Broncos get it done as well. I also and, mean, I mean, we talked a lot about the offense. We didn't talk much about the defense. And Von Miller has been incredible. He He's back to old form. So I do think the defense can stop Lamar and contain him, especially if he isn't going to run as much, like you said, Ray. He's also mistake-prone. I mean, he's electrifying. He's great. But he's – it's – you know, it's it's – Against a, a competent defense in an electric atmosphere, you know, it's not like you have to play a perfect game to match them offensively necessarily. So that's 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 actually the one actual analysis aspect I was looking at this and saying, I don't know, I just think there's a chance for them to create some chaos at home. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it should be really, really awesome. The funny thing about this, guys, is 
everyone in Denver feels like the Broncos are the underdog here just because it's been so long. The Broncos are a one-point favorite at DraftKings hmm. Sportsbook. So the Vegas is saying, hey, it's not necessarily that crazy to say the Broncos are going to win this weekend. A DraftKings Sportsbook does not have them as favorites, let me tell you. Oh, has it changed? DraftKings has them at uh, the spread at, uh, that they're underdogs by one. Minus, plus one? Yes. Oh, that has flipped since just this morning. Mm-hmm. Well, so interesting. So do they know something we don't? Does DraftKings know something we don't? They or know who's betting on who. Or go hammer that plus one. Yeah, Thank right. You. Maybe it'll uh, maybe it'll keep creeping up. You get some value on the money line later in the week. There you go. So obviously here, everyone here is going to take that spread. Yes. Easy. All right, well. Put DraftKings Sportsbook parlay with the under. <laughs> oh, there you go. DraftKings Sportsbook, the best sportsbook app out there in the game. Rudo was talking to us earlier about betting on darts. Oh yeah, online live darts league. All right, trust me, it's the best way to spend money on DraftKings. I've been crushing it with it this week. It's is it really the best way? It, all right, so. It's not the best way. If you haven't watched an abs podcast recently, I'm actually on a quest to find the weirdest bet on DraftKings Sportsbook. We're, we've gotten pretty out there, let me tell you. Betting on futsal and floorball Ooh. is adventurous. What, did, what, what was that you said? Yeah, futsal. It's like soccer, but on a mini indoor field, and they play five on five. Mm. Mm. What's the one where they uh, play volleyball with a soccer ball and they can only do headers? Oh, I I don't know the volleyball one. There's the there's the soccer table tennis. Yes, that one's good too. That's insane. (laughs) Okay, well you know. So I've got to be terrible for your neck. Definitely (laughs) been getting adventurous with DraftKings lately, but darts has been a good one. It's been a winner for me. The online live darts league. It's super fun to bet on. You just like my strategy is you watch the early matches and all these dudes are super duper expressive. So you, when they're having an off day, you can tell they're, they get super mad in the first game and they're just very disgruntled. And then I just bet against that dude for the rest of the day and I make a ton of money. Wow. wow. Well, there you go. DraftKings has so many different options for you to bet. You can go the traditional route and draft on football or basketball or even uh, preseason basketball and preseason hockey, or you can go the untraditional way and bet on some darts and soccer table tennis. Table soccer. What is it called? Table soccer sounds correct, but I don't actually know the name <laughs> of that sport. Um, so, but if you do want to bet on football, DraftKings is offering a great promo right now. If you use the code DNVR, you will receive $150 in free bets instantly when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code DNVR to get $150 in free bets instantly this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. And honestly, they do these type of bets all the time. So just get in on it. And if you are already a member, don't forget. Don't worry. They don't forget about you. They've given free money away like all the time. That's that's why my DraftKings Sportsbook app is looking a little good right now. My bets, not so much. But I've taken advantage of some of the deals that DraftKings offers. So I highly recommend that. Um, it must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for detail. And if you have a gambling problem, call one 800 Five two two four seven zero zero. Rudolph, have you gotten any bets in on Gaelic hurling? Not yet. We're we're, we're getting there. We're getting there. All right. I have I've what spread into that? cricket. Um, I've won some Chinese women's volleyball. We've we've gotten we've gotten creative, but hurling is still to come. We'll we'll get there. I. It's honestly a sick sport. If you ever because Allie's is, like her her eyebrows are. Um, very furrowed right now but it's actually I'm a sweet confused. game to watch it's like it, extreme uh field hockey like field hockey rugby kind of it's oh, not and it's, it's like that if sounds... you played lacrosse but you don't get a basket on the end of your stick like... yes <laughs> this sounds like gladiator time it, it is kind it of is. like that yeah oh jeez okay well um I talk, anyways, I'm going to transition back. I talked about it last week. Obviously, DraftKings will make you money, um, but we also like to save you money at here, here at DNVR. 
And that's why you guys should check out Mint Mobile. Um, they are a premier wireless service starting at just $15 a month. And when you think that, especially with cell phone companies or like anything to do with your car insurance or even home insurance, you think, what's the catch? Um, but there isn't a catch. They're really just trying to uh, cut out retail stores so then there's no overhead costs and it gets passed down to you so you don't have to pay any of those necessary fees. So it's just $15 a month for wireless service. And the Broncos guys have all been using it. Um, Zach really has been enjoying it. Mace is switching over now. Ryan, have you have you learned a little bit about Mint Mobile? Yeah, what's crazy is like it's not – there's no catch. Like you just think there's a catch uh, because it's like so cheap and it's so good. And like – and then you use it and you're like, oh, no catch. Just It's just legit. That's what I was worried about when we talked to him. I was like – just seems like there's got to be a catch here. There's there isn't. Yeah, and something that stands out to me about them is that you can use your own phone. Um, you don't have to change your number, which I feel like that's always the fear when you switch services. Is you have to have a whole new number and then tell everyone your new phone number, and that just gets so complicated. You can use your own phone with Mint Mobile plan and keep your same number along with all of your existing contacts. And they're a hundred percent satisfied. If you're not a hundred percent satisfied. Mint Mobile has you covered with seven-day money-back guarantee. So check them out to go get your new wireless plan for just $15 a month and get that plan shipped to your door for free. Go to mintmobile.com slash dnvr, mintmobile.com slash dnvr to cut your wireless bill to just $15 a month. Don't forget to check that out. And then, obviously, we're done talking Broncos. We're going to dive into some abs and nuggets talk, but... This weekend was so much fun with the DNVR tailgate. Um, the show obviously is great, but then we also now have a real life tailgate at Mile High, and Sexy Pizza caters it, and we get unlimited free Breck brews. Well, unlimited Breck brews, <laughs> you do have to pay to get into the tailgate. It is $20. Um, if you want to take the party bus from the DMVR bar, which is a lot of fun, I highly recommend that. That way you don't have to deal with parking or any of the Uber or Lyft fees. That is, I believe, 35 40 That's $30. Yeah, 30 30 Oh, my God. It's even cheaper. <laughs> I definitely recommend checking that out. The, the tailgate was so much fun. Boat was there. We recorded some videos, so if you want to come on and get on the tailgate or any other fun DMVR stuff, we're filming content there. Vote, ask some trick questions to some people. I'm excited to see that one this week. Should be fun. Should be fun. But yeah, and then of course you get all of uh, the great stuff being a DMVR member. You get DMVR member-sized beers at the bar. You get to read all the content. You get exclusive content. And you get to join the DMVR Lounge Discord where you get to just chat with all your friends. And then you meet them in real life. And that's a lot of what we saw on Sunday is Twitter friends and Discord friends becoming real friends in real life. And that's just so wholesome. I love to see it. Um, But yeah, so definitely check out the DMVR.com. All right. The Nuggets are wrapping up training camp today. Harrison Wind is out there. Um, the Avs already wrapped up training camp, so we are looking at preseason for both the Avs and the Nuggets. We're going to talk a little bit about expectations, um, but first vote, what were a few things that you guys saw from training camp the last two days in San Diego? Well, first of all, obviously Harrison Wind is in San Diego for us, and he reported that uh, Nikola Jokic is not there yet. We, of course, know because he was back in Denver. His wife, Natalia, just gave birth to their daughter, Ognina. Congratulations. Uh, uh, I believe I said that Did right. Did you say oh, her I mean, name? I did. Ognina. Uh, that's her name. Um, so congratulations to the Jokic family. But for anyone wondering if you're going to see quotes, videos, a lack of Jokic at training camp, this is why. Um, the vibes are okay at training camp from what I hear. Although, Ali, that first session on Tuesday, uh, Malone told us was a little sloppy. Mm. Just go, just sort of run through your head. Um, Jokic isn't there. Murray's still injured. So those are your two best players. That's who you run your offense through. It was a weird training camp. And then, of course, uh, excuse me, Will Barton also rolled his ankle yesterday. Uh, Wynn did tell us today that Barton is still in a boot, but it's just swelling that they're dealing with. It's not a structural issue. It should not be a big deal. Uh, There shouldn't be any missed time. There might be some missed preseason time. Um, But you know what? You can look at that as more opportunity for other guys. Maybe that's... Austin Rivers, PJ Dozier, or Bones Highland, who I know everyone wants to see. 
but uh, low concern for Will Barton coming out of camp um, and that injury. And Wynn said it just got progressively better, that the mood was great today. Um, you know, one major theme from these open runs to training camp, if you ask anyone who's been a standout so far, Aaron Gordon comes up immediately and without hesitation. He told us in his media day session he's feeling healthier. Last offseason couldn't train the one the way he wanted to because of a hamstring strain. And then last season, while still in Orlando, he had a really gnarly ankle injury that I really think hindered him. We didn't see that that yeah. flashy, uh, you know, through the roof athleticism that Aaron Gordon has come to be defined by in a Nuggets uniform. I think we're going to see more of it this time around. So uh, vibes are good. I mean, Monte's excited to assume that presumed starting role that hasn't been official, but I think we can all assume. Um, and yeah, other than that, they're just waiting for the big man and, and waiting to get going and get used to Nuggets basketball again. So Eric, we heard a lot about Bones last week from Eric Weedham. He is very excited. Yeah, just, <laughs> just ask him and he's got 10 minutes for you. Exactly. Uh, but Aaron Gordon signed a contract and then Michael Porter Jr. has agreed to a five-year max extension uh, with the Nuggets. And a lot of people were concerned on the money side, thinking that that was a lot of money um, for MPJ. What do you think of that vote? Obviously, they have now secured MPJ, Jamal Murray, and sure. Nikola Jokic to long-term contracts. Well, I mean, first of all, it is a lot of money in a vacuum. Yeah. But, you know, as you sort of look at where the Nuggets are at in their team building stage, they cleared that the, the salary cap uh, and they're approaching that tax apron. They're sort of like at this point overpaying to keep talent in. That's a great screensaver there photo for Rudo. Mm -hmm. I mean, like it's it's not like this is it's not like they can take the 200 million they want to offer Porter and just hand it to some free agent anyway. So yeah. this is a team who's drafted someone that they believe will be a star. Uh, it's been their MO to sort of get these deals done early with Jokic and Murray and sort of say, hey, we trust you. We don't want you going anywhere. Uh, this is your team. We'll pay you for the player we trust you will become. So Look, is Porter in a vacuum worth that money yet? No, but that's not how this works. The Nuggets yeah. have to give him that contract to keep him around. Um, again, Porter is also a guy that people were concerned about. Does he want to be in Denver? Is the way the Nuggets are handling him, the way Michael Malone's handling him, is that turning him off? Well, one way, uh, I'm not going to say turning him on, caught myself. One way to make sure you're, 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 <laughs> that, that relationship is in a good place, pay him early and pay him a lot. Um, with regards to the details on that contract, the north of $200 million number, that's incentive-based. So the max the Nuggets could actually offer him in the post-rookie scale max contract, the CBA is, it's a lot. But the, ma the max they could have given him was 172, I believe. I might, it's 170, somewhere in that range. Um, getting over 200 million, that only happens if he makes an all-NBA team this season. That, that triggers that incentive. One more detail, though, for you, Ali. I hope you're taking notes at home. That fifth <laughs> year of his deal that gets it up to that 170 number, that's only partially guaranteed. Uh, so it's actually a little less than that rookie scale max unless Porter – There's a, we don't know all of them, uh, all of the sort of accolades that, that trigger this guarantee, but one of them is all-star appearances. Should he make two all-star games over the life of this contract – that, that, that fifth year becomes fully guaranteed. That's where you're getting that 170 figure from. So yeah. recap, it's a lot of money, guys, but this is how it works in the NBA. Yeah, also, a couple if things. he is making those appearances, if he's going, if he's all NBA, if he's in All-Star Games, anyone would be like, hell yeah, pay him that money. You Like you said, they're paying for what they expect him to be, yes. not who, where he is right now. How are All-Star Games determined in the NBA? Like, there's votes. Um, there's there's fan votes, I believe, and I think that's actually most of it. It's like a hybrid thing. It's a without, little weird. Without going uh, too too deep down the rabbit hole, I don't know if NP, uh, NBA fans are voting MPJ to the All Star Game. Anyways, um, what one thing I would say about this contract is people who are complaining about it being too much money just don't pay attention to the nba yes yeah uh, that's true. like it's really as simple as that to me uh, if you are better than just okay and you're up for a contract in this day and age in the nba like you get a you get a max contract yeah I mean, first of all porter is the talent really could not be he to say he's a blue chipper is almost underselling him so right. for all the concerns about what he hasn't displayed yet the medical history it's it's 
one thing they're not doing is paying some average player to be something more. I mean, they believe this is their third star. You also have to factor in that it's Denver. Where else do they find that third guy? They drafted him. They want to keep him here. It's almost certainly not happening in the free agent market, even if you had that cap space, which again, they don't. Um, One more detail, guys. You also need money to match money in trades. So having some big contracts on board, like let's say this doesn't work out and the Nuggets want to audible out anyway. Well, to bring a star in, you got to trade out a lot of money, right? So having one more max contract there, unless you think Porter will be absolutely untradeable, which is an extremely unlikely scenario. Uh, This is just how business is done uh, in the NBA, but more specifically in Denver. This This is just how it goes. Also, I think a lot of people looked at MPJ and thought, like, Kevin Durant, like, he could be Kevin Durant one day. That That's not who he is, I don't think. But he very well could be a top five shooter in the NBA, which is, in 2021, absolutely essential to any sort of title hopes you might have. I mean, right now, career numbers, it's a low sample size. I believe he is he has the second highest three point percentage in NBA history. I got to double check myself on that. By the way, to your earlier question, it is 50% fan vote. And then the other 50% is a mix of players and media. So it's a really weird, the NBA is just really weird. In that. I just, I just feel like outside of Denver, a lot of people really don't like Michael Porter Jr. So oh, it no, might be don't. tough for him to uh, get into the all-star game. But he's viewed that way. Like he's an electric basketball player, right? Yeah. You know, the dumb Hooper basketball conversation. Hoopers will appreciate Michael Porter Jr. Sure. Uh, when he's out there doing his thing. I just think he's got a name brand to him that even Jamal Murray didn't have and no one else has brought to Denver. He's a lightning rod for attention one way or another. Um, also should acknowledge this on the show, guys. He was asked about his vaccination status this week by the Denver Post, Mike Singer. And he said he's not comfortable getting it. So to me, of all the the concerns about the contract, that's actually my my concern. Not not that I don't think he's going to live up to this, but you go, all right, well, you just put your name on a, on the dotted line for hundreds of millions of dollars. Last season missed time because of COVID protocols were an issue for you and the team. It's a little incongruent with everything else you're saying about wanting to do everything you can do, be the best player. These are his convictions. Um that is what it is, but it certainly doesn't contribute to his likability outside of Denver, as as RK was talking about. And if I remember correctly, wasn't he like he was like just hitting a groove and then he had the COVID stuff and then he finally came back and then he rolled his ankle. And it, and it kind of like is that is that timeline correct? That's about right. Yeah, that's yeah. about right. Yep. And it almost like derailed him from going like fully up the hockey stick curve, if you will. From like, okay, 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 to like star. Right, right, absolutely. And that's sort of my point. I mean, we can go all day about the right thing to do with vaccinations. We've talked a lot about that at DNVR Nuggets. You can find how we feel. But there are actual basketball implications here outside of that, right? And that's Porter is in a position potentially um, to not be with the team for, for time, prolonged stretches, which hurts their record, but hurts his development. And that's very important to him. So that does tell you a lot about what, you know, how that these are real convictions and beliefs for him for what it's worth. Nonetheless, uh, it it almost certainly will impact this Nuggets season eventually. And and guys, I don't want to, this is the darkest timeline. God forbid Colorado or, or Denver, I'm not sure if this is a state or city deal, I believe it's city, in, uh, implement similar mandates as, as Brooklyn and, and San Francisco in which home players that aren't vaccinated can't play for the home team. That's going to be an issue for Kyrie Irving this year, Andrew Wiggins. Cross your fingers and hope it doesn't rear its head for MPJ. How set is MPJ's role on the team this year? Because it did feel at times last year where things were in flux quite often in the lineup. Obviously, injuries played a role in that. But beyond that, they just didn't seem super set with any certain five. Well, it's going to be an interesting thing to navigate. His place in the starting lineup is solidified. Um but then you're sort of talking about uh, play style, pecking order, all that sort of thing, first, second, third option. And it's very complicated because we'll go through this regular season not getting to see Jamal Murray um, for the vast majority of it. How they approach MPJ, what his role is, that does change a little bit when Murray comes back. So we'll see, Rudo. I think a big part of this year will be testing the limits of that, right? What can Porter do? What can't he do? What do we want him doing when Murray's on or off the floor? 
Um, it's still valuable data to gain, but it's a little muddied by the fact that it's not really like you're getting a look at your top five anyway. The Nuggets start preseason on Monday against the Clippers. Uh, they have a few games next week to be watching for, but what are a few things you and the rest of the DMR Nuggets guys are hoping to see out of those games? Uh, well, I mean, Jokic, we're not expecting Jokic to play. We're not expecting yeah. Barton to play. So I guess where your eyes go, Monte Morris, how does he look in that starting role? Um, and then Aaron Gordon will be another guy that I think all eyes will be on. We've heard so much about. Uh, and Eric wants me to say bones who may or may not play if Barton's <laughs> out. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I, I think a lot, of, it's going to be weird. It's not going to be like watching the nuggets on opening night or the nuggets. We see when Jamal Murray gets back. Uh, I guess you're just looking to see how comfortable does Aaron Gordon look physically. Cause we've heard a lot about that. Uh, same deal with Monte Morris presumed starter who also was recovering from an injury himself this summer. So getting into game shape, you know, that's its own sort of thing that he'll have to navigate. PJ Dozier, I think, is a guy who all eyes will be on all season long. I mean, I think he's the backup small forward right now. Um, and how well he plays could be the biggest factor in how well this bench looks, how good this bench looks, excuse me. So all eyes will be on him as well, I believe. And uh, I, I think for the most part, though, guys, we're just happy to see, happy to see someone running the floor in a Nuggets uniform. Happy that Nuggets basketball is back. Vote you guys will be doing post-game shows, I believe, after those games, um, even if it's just preseason. So for all of that great coverage, be sure to follow our YouTube channel. And, of course, on the written side of things, go to the DMVR.com. Plus, the DMVR Nuggets guys have a season preview videos coming out um, like they'd had last year. So something to keep an eye on if you want to dive in more on each of these guys individually um, and some of their stats from last year and what expectations are moving forward. So I highly recommend checking that out. Now, I brought up Sexy Pizza being at the tailgate. Obviously, you guys know I can't have Sexy Pizza. So I got to ask these guys. From what I've heard from Andre, the Italian, who is very stingy on his pizza, he loves Sexy Pizza. Harrison Wynn, another person who I feel like is a little bougie when it comes to the food department, <laughs> loves Sexy Pizza. Um, so, Ryan, you had some vote. You had some at the tailgate. What Did it live up to the hype? Yeah. Yeah, I also want to um, just point out that Adam Mars keeps calling it sexy time pizza because that makes me really happy. Um, <laughs> that makes me a little uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it was really good. It was really good. I want to get snobby on you guys. As you oh. know, I'm from New Jersey. Uh, we get real, we feel a type of way about our pizza and our bagels. I feel the further away from home, the further I get from the real deal. But I endorse sexy pizza. I'm all in. Oh. It's delicious. Okay, so you, the, the New so Jersey stamp of approval is now, there. Now, hold on, hold on. Are you a pizza folder? I am. Yeah, I, okay, do, I do fold my pizza. Hey, can, can I fact check my myself, guys, before this gets away from us? He's uh, yes. he's he's got the the second highest current three point percentage. Michael okay. Porter, active players, active active players, not all time. <laughs> I knew I got that wrong. Um, Vote wants to make sure he has all the facts right, which we appreciate, Ryan. Were you a fan of the sexy pizza like everyone else's? Yeah, so I think the reason Adam keeps calling it sexy time pizza is because it's orgasmic. Uh, oh, wow. Oh, yes. wow. Okay. That's how good Rudo, it is. You are uh, not switching this to a manscaped breed. <laughs> uh, it's it's honestly really, really good. They, they brought one last week that had like green chilies on it. I'm obviously a sucker for that. Uh, nice crunch on the bottom. Nice little char on the bottom of the crust. Um, my favorite part is that in the middle of the tailgate, they drove their delivery car right into the tailgate and brought us hot, fresh pizzas. Um, that was pretty rad. That, that was just epic. Uh, plus, they had these little like cinnamon sugar knots. That's that what I was gonna say. Delicious. I can't. I couldn't have the pizza, but I could have the dessert, and oh, that was right. so good. So if you come by the tailgate, you get the pizza and you get dessert, which is just best combo of uh, both of them. Um, but then if you can't come to the tailgate and you can't try a sexy pizza that way, don't worry. You can order it. There's 12, 16, or 18-inch press, and they are going to deliver it straight to your door. They also have wings, salads, pasta, knots, or dessert options like those pizza um, or those pretzel cinnamon dessert. What would those be called? 
pretzel twist, cinnamon pretzel, pretzel twist. And there's, they're not pretzels. Uh, they're not. They're, right? <laughs> they're Yeah, they're. They're just no. I would call them cinnamon sugar knots. Nice. Cinnamon sugar knots. They're very good. And they also have a gluten-free uh, crust if you're interested in that. They have been a local and a staple here in the Denver community for years. Highly recommend checking them out. And they also have vegan options. So they really have you covered on all the departments if you need. So definitely check out that today. Um, okay, we're moving on to the Avs. Rudo, the Avs wrapped up training camp. They had their first preseason game on Tuesday. They play again tonight. Um, obviously, again, just like basketball, preseason, not very important necessarily. But, hey, hockey is back. So you guys had a few shows already about uh, the takeaways you had from that game. But give us a brief version of what stood out to you the most. Yeah, so – the key right now for the Avs preseason is who's going to make their lineup on the forward side and where they're going to slot in. So in game one, we saw a very strong game out of Val Nichushkin, who probably has the inside line to their second line left wing job right now. Uh, in tonight's game, we're going to see Alex Newhook play. We're going to see JT Comfer play. We're going to see a handful of guys that are probably also competing for that second left wing job. Who's going to earn it? It's probably going to be Nachushkin to start the season, but there's going to be a pecking order there of guys that are going to get rotated in certainly across the season, if not through the first potentially even 10 games of the year. So that's the number one thing to watch. Uh, the other thing to watch beyond the forwards is on the defensive side, Devon Taves is going to miss the start of the season. He probably won't be out very long, but this puts the abs in a situation where they need another defenseman and Right now, it looks like Jack Johnson has come into this training camp and preseason and not only earned a contract, but likely earned a starting job with the Colorado Avalanche. So if he continues to play well, he's playing in tonight's game. Expect that the Avs to sign him very, very shortly. Uh, that's uh, that's music to my ears. Oh, yeah? You're ready for yeah. the Johnson-Johnson pairing? Yeah, no, I just really like Jack Johnson. The, ah, I see. All right. I, <laughs> Stupid joke. Don't, even, asked don't him, even let him. Someone asked him if he listened to Jack Johnson, and he said no. So What a bummer. Yeah, I mean, overrated, all things considered. But anyways. <laughs> um, okay. so, so those are the two main ones. The part that's not decided is the Avs' fourth line. Right now, there are five or six guys that are competing for one, maybe two spots. You have Maltsev, you have Kaut, you have Bowers, you have... Uh, a handful of other guys, Kiefer Sherwood, probably in that mix. Uh, I know I'm forgetting a couple of more important names as well, but so far Bowers has played a game. He looked very good. He's the guy who set the bar right now. So tonight you get Maltsev, you get Kaut, you get to see, a, I think Sherwood is in as well. So you'll, you'll see, can they keep up with Shane Bowers? Who's going to set the next bar on trying to earn this roster spot? And that's the main thing to watch through abs preseason. This isn't like basketball where you're, you're getting excited to see the top guys. Again, the top guys aren't going to play very many preseason games. And when they do, they're going to be going 60%. Yeah. So you want to see the kids that are trying to earn a job that are going a hundred percent in preseason. And, and that's really the, the exciting part to watch for the abs. And there's a lot of new names on this Avs team that maybe not diehard um, Avs fans have been paying attention to. So preseason is a great time to be watching and just kind of get to know those guys. Or you can also uh, check out the season preview videos that the Avs guys are doing on our YouTube channel. They also go in depth on those guys and you learn a lot. So if you haven't been paying attention this offseason to the Avs, and you want to start, definitely check those out. They will be released on YouTube soon, um, and that'll be a great way. I learned a lot because I've been very busy this offseason for us, so I haven't been watching a lot, and I haven't been paying attention. And those season previews really just get you ready to go for the season because you know everything that's coming up. So highly recommend those. Um, yes, Brian? I have a question for Brendan and Rudo. Um, that is – I just want a, a – no, just a yes or no answer. Is the roster on paper for the Avs and Nuggets better than it was last year? Rudo? Oh, that's so hard to for the answer Avs. with just a yes or no. 
I'm going to say the softest yes you've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. All right. How about you, Vote? What am I doing with Jamal's injury? Well, you assume that he'll be back eventually, so I guess you can include him. I mean, it's really comes down to like championship aspirations right so you think yeah. about how they'll be at the end of the season i'll say yes good news good news for all that could be a whole I'm... podcast which is why i didn't want to give them time yeah, to back it up. yes <laughs> that should be that will most likely be next week's podcast or sometime oh, soon what a tease um, because Rudo's soft yes brought me a lot of questions so we'll save that for another episode but a soft guys, yes is still a yes <laughs> The most okay. Uh, (laughs) You need yes all the way. Okay, moving on. (laughs) Why did you have to take that? You're looking for a hard yes. (laughs) I was going to take it there too. (laughs) Damn it! It's all your fault, Ryan. Um, Okay, the moment you've all been waiting for. The moment we've all been waiting for. It's been a hot minute, but. Who won the week is back. Let's roll the tape on the song and get to who won. Who did the most and who did the least? Who was the dog and who was the beast? Who's in the boat and who's up the creek? Let's see. Who won the week? Man, it's been so long. We obviously haven't done that because it was off season, so really no one won the week. And even when the Rockies should have won the week, they didn't win the week. So we didn't want to do that. Um, do you guys remember the rules? Oh, yeah. I, I just want more jingles. Uh, we really do need more jingles. That was a great jingle. There's a jingle maker out there that wants to make some more jingles for us. A jingleman. Um I'm very. I'm highly interested in hiring you. Jingleman, I like that. Jingleman, that's a business <laughs> card right there. Oh my goodness! Okay, Ryan, we're gonna start off with you. You got 30 seconds on the clock to tell me why the Broncos won the week and convince the people. We will be putting a poll out on Twitter, so you guys get to vote. Whoever wins this week's poll, then it gets 30 seconds next next week to talk about whatever they want to talk about um before we go into who won the week so ryan the timer is set go yeah it's got to be von miller von miller wins the week um he is absolutely back in full force um of course today he's named afc defensive player of the month which means he is on the track to at least be one of the top two players for nfl defensive player of the year he's leading the nfl in tackles for loss he's second in the nfl in sacks uh, there's so much talk about him not, you know, being able to get back to his current form. He's absolutely back, and the Broncos are much better off for it. Time. Okay. Well, that was a good, that was a good one. That's a good one. All right. Can you Rudolph? strike much better off for it from the record, please? Oh, we no, that is not true. That crossed <laughs> right at 30 seconds. Wait. Can I do a fake one the week really quick before I do my real one? Yes. Does it because... need to be timed? No. It's like 10 it's... seconds. The... Okay. Because Brandon Vogt has won this week or really the month as the local St. Louis Cardinals fan Ugh. because True. what is happening with that sports team? What a yeah. run. I try not to talk about it on DMVR, but it's pretty lit. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, Just he's still a Giants out. fan. So at least he has that negativity in his life. Yep. That's true. I'm still sad. <laughs> Thanks for, <laughs> for reminding me. <laughs> Uh, you get 30 seconds. Why did the Avs or someone in the Avs organization win the week? Go. Uh, yeah, Jack, Jack Johnson won the week by a long shot, not only because he's going to earn an NHL contract, but because he looks legitimately good in training camp in preseason as someone that can likely fill in in the immediate as a sixth defenseman and long-term as a seventh defenseman for the Avs. And on the bigger picture, if you haven't learned Jack Johnson's story, please go read about him. His story is insane. This is a guy who went from being a professional NHL player with millions of dollars to filing for bankruptcy because of his parents. So wow. All right. Time. Big win for him. Man, now I'm intrigued. Now I need to go hear more. I'd have to say that both the Avs and Jack Johnson are better together. Yep. Jesus. (laughs) I I have to live with it. You don't get it. You don't get how bad it is. 
Okay. You're just sitting, waiting, wishing for a better day. Oh my god. <laughs> All right, that one. How many more can he get in? Yeah. <laughs> that one was good. All right, but why did the Nuggets or someone in the Nuggets organization win the week? Yeah, Nikola Jokic won the week. His daughter Ognieno was born, and he also not only is a father now, but somehow timed this pregnancy so that he could miss <laughs> the Olympics, uh, <laughs> training camp, and possibly preseason. So coming from an MVP season, coming into a new season as a new dad, having to do as little work as possible, how else could Jokic win? He's the winner of the week. <laughs> that's true he missed all of those extra things most likely will miss preseason and then just gets to dive right into the regular season genius chestnut checkers all right well this poll will be on twitter on the dnvr sports twitter in response to the podcast so go vote on who you think won the week like i said whoever did win will get 30 seconds to talk about whatever they would like maybe ryan will just talk about jack johnson the entire time next if he wins we'll see but thank you for hanging out with us we will talk to you guys next week don't forget to buy your tickets for the tailgate um those and the bus it, they're separate you could either you, they're two different things there we go you could do the bus and the tailgate put together or you could just show up to the tailgate um and get some sexy pizza get to come hang out with us drink some breck brews there'll be a bunch of games there and it's just a good time before the game even if you're not going to the game a bunch of us didn't so highly recommend coming down and we'll see you guys next week